That's right, friends. Welcome back into the club. This is V9. Got a super cool episode for you guys today. A little bit of a combo pod. V9 is going to be a mini roundtable. On the back half, we're going to bring have two guests for you guys. We're going to kind of address a few listener questions. Not direct questions, but but some of you guys have asked about certain things, and we're going to cover them as, as broader topics and, and kind of see where that takes us. That'll be good. And before that, we're going to do a little television and film talk. And I've got the perfect guest to talk with me about a TV show. It's Ross Bolin. Hello. If you're if you came over to Club to Club Cool from OCC, then then you might remember Ross and I did a little bit of talk about other TV shows and and things that were happening in the world of entertainment and TV film on Oysters, Claims, and Cockles. But this is actually a much better setting. Now we can pick and choose each time that something worthwhile comes up, and we're not dragging out episodes an hour long about Young Pope or Fargo. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a situation we found ourselves in. We needed something to do between yeah. episode or season six and seven of the the uh, of Game of Thrones. Absolutely. So we watched some strange things, and uh, we we talked about them. We watched some stranger things. We did. Some might say we did. Yeah. And uh, you're right. This is a better setup for us to discuss things like what we're going to discuss today. Yeah, yeah. There are a few things going on right now that are, have just been burning on my brain, and I really want to address them and. and talk about them and the first thing is hbo's sharp objects which finished up this sunday yes so if you are catching up on sharp objects skip ahead skip I'll, ahead I'll, I'll put a little I'll, I'll put some liner notes in here a little some timestamps so you know when to skip through because we are going to spoil the ending for you we won't we won't judge you okay so sharp objects had its finale on sunday and it did a lot it, it did it it, it was quite interesting and it altered my kind of overall perception of the season as a whole definitely yeah and it's pretty rare that you get a finale that show in general was so original and so differently done it's almost put together in a way that it's more enjoyable on your second watch and the reason I say that is like we obviously found out all the answers we needed in the finale right there was some huge uh Developments. The the final one being that Emma was actually the fucking killer. The killer, yeah. And I I guess my first thought was like, okay, did she is she the one who was her mom killing anybody other than than her own children? Only her own children. And so Emma yeah. was just basically. I looked at it like this: one one of the three daughters did not survive. Was too weak, too poisoned, died. The other one cut herself mm-hmm. in, to an extreme degree in order well, to handle all the shit she was put through. The third one yeah. became a serial killer. And 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 uh, Camille, the second yeah, one, yeah, Amy yeah. Adams, never would take the medicine as a kid. Would, wouldn't, would not allow her mom to, to poison her. Because she figured out what was going on. She mm-hmm. like, we got that scene where she kind of yeah. She kind of stops her mom yes. mid dosage, right. and is like, right. "It's like that was probably the moment she realized what was happening, and was like, Fuck that! You're not doing this to me.'" Yeah, yeah. Whereas Emma got way too far down the rabbit hole. She went deep. She went deep down into it because you knew that you knew Emma was a super fucked up kid the whole show, but you didn't know to what degree. Yes, and one thing that I thought overall the series did that was interesting is they, I I, I can't remember which, which episode it was, probably four three, four, five, somewhere in there. It, it's when she and her friends like kind of harass Camille and the cop and the detective. Yeah. And I'm like, man, this chick's kind of messed up in the head. And they, they were throwing you some clues there and they kind of were, were making overtures that maybe she was the killer because, and I was like, now nah, this is too easy. This is too easy right. that she is. And then they started taking your, your you know, your vision over here to Adora. Yes. And then she's main suspect. And then they kind of give it to you at the end of episode seven. And you're like, oh shit, we've got this all figured out. So I like that they, that they kind of head faked you one way, head faked you another way. And then you were right the first time. And it turns out it's both ways. Yeah. 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 So that was, that was a pretty interesting twist. That actress, um, Eliza Scanlon is her name. And, First of all, her face was so familiar to me that when I was watching the show, I was like, oh, I've seen this girl somewhere before. I haven't. If you go look at her IMDb, this is far and away the first big thing she's mm-hmm. ever done. Everything yep. else is small. Unbelievable job by her. Uh, also, someone should probably keep an eye on her because she might be a psycho. <laughs> 
But yeah, she kept making me think like, all right, is it just that this chick's personality is really weird? Uh-huh. Or is she severely demented? Yes. And it turns out it's the latter. Yeah. But you get those moments where you're like, is she just kind of weird and funny and like has this strange personality? Or is she super sick? And I mean, I've just never watched a show like that that was put together in a way where you see and you're given a lot of shots, quick shots of information and things happening Mm -hmm. that don't make sense until the show is over. Yeah. And then if you go back, like I've rewatched a couple episodes now just to kind of feel like the ones that were really important or the ones where big things happened. And they feel completely different and you can read so much more into them. And it's just all in all, my initial reaction when the finale ended was this was good. It wasn't great. But I, I'm glad I watched it. And then the next day, I was like, okay, that was really good. And then now, I'm like, okay, maybe that was actually great. Yeah, yeah. The finale definitely, it, it spun it, it spun how I felt about the show back towards being pretty positive. Yeah. I was super positive through the first few episodes because they were just like putting together such an intense mood and I was really caught up in it and I liked it and I wanted more. Yeah. The vibe was strong. Yeah. And then the middle episodes just kept not doing anything. And that kind of, that kind of peaked with the Calhoun day episode. It was frustrating, which was just like, you know, like they were out there sitting in a field on a hot Southern day. And that's how I felt watching it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they should have done the the series probably in, in four or five episodes, maybe. Well, so here's kind of, this is something that I've heard. And then, I, I kind of felt this way as well. You know, right now we've we've kind of got two different models, right? There's are three really. There's Netflix, which is dropping everything all at once. Yes. There's your traditional stuff like HBO, which is doing one a week. And then you've got Hulu in the middle, kind of dropping two or three at a time sometimes. Hulu's weird though, because with like with Handmaid's Tale, they drop one a week on Wednesday. That's, that's true. But yeah. Yeah, that's true. It so, just depends so what they decide. Right. <laughs> They're doing Which, whatever they and, want. And I think that I'm hope I'm kind of hoping as we go forward that all of these, you know, these outlets for television now kind of just decide to base it off of show. Because this to me was a show that after the first couple episodes, I wanted to binge. And I think it would have benefited from that type of viewing. I totally agree with that. I think it would be interesting if HBO would uh be open to doing the Netflix style for when it makes sense. And I'm not right. saying that everybody needs to do that all the time because I, there are shows that you very much need time to process. And uh, like Game of Thrones, I would argue, is is, is great. Oh, absolutely. One a, one a week, you fucking sit with it, and then you, you've you got to wait a week. When you And that's, that's the type of show that you want to like, you want to pull everything out of it during the week. You want that anticipation to build for the next episode. Yeah. You want to cover it and talk about it and think about it. And this was just a show where it's like, uh, you know there was so little kind of plot movement and mechanism right throughout the eight hours that it's like you can this is one that was felt like an eight-hour movie and probably should have been presented kind of like that as well yeah that that is a very good point i I, but you're you're spot on about the the mood really drawing you in the first few episodes absolutely it's it's very hard to accomplish the level of realism that they accomplish. Like, you feel like you're you're part of the fucking town. Yes. Like, this is a real documentary you're watching about real people. It doesn't feel like it's a TV show anymore. And I think maybe they got a little too caught up in that. Yeah. And that's yeah. where they kind of fell through those those few episodes in the middle. But then at the end, the last couple, they brought they they brought it full circle and and made it all worth it. And it just... the, the They gave Jean-Marc Vallée, he directed all the episodes. Yeah. They gave him, like pretty much free you know just free reign to do whatever he wanted and that's because of the popularity and success of his previous hbo show big little lies yes which he was also very good at absolutely so that kind of that style he kind of was very much in big little lies and then he kind of took it up a notch and it was even more kind of hectic and and mind warping and some of those quick cuts and flashes and uh, yeah, dude, I'll yeah. Uh, I'll expose my own ignorance here. I didn't know it was the same guy who did Big Little Lies, yeah. and now that makes a world of sense. Yeah. It is very much the same style in terms of those quick cuts and flashes, and you get all these little. He gives you really important information and things where you're like, wait, 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 I wanted to see more, right? In super quick cuts, and the greatest example of that ever will always be now the post credit scene of Sharp Objects, yes. where you're like, wait, what? What? <laughs> I was I paused that. For a good thirty minutes, analyzing what Emma was doing and what was going on there, and I'll, I will for I'll go to my grave wishing I could watch her kill one person, just in a full scene. Yeah, I, 
Yeah, Pro- just it's, please, I need to see it. It's weird that it makes you feel that way. And I, but I'll tell you what, man, I mean, my jaw was on the floor, and that's why you know it was so good because they just they pulled their hand back so so slowly yes for seven hours and 55 minutes and then they just slapped you across the face with it as hard as they could for one split for second. one split second and then, you're, and then you're stuck to deal with it on your own like That's, she says don't tell mama and then there's like what 15 seconds of credit and then just this visceral cut of her in a frenzied psycho killing psycho spree. episode yeah, yeah i mean it was intense dude i have a question um all right so you know when the post credits see well first of all it's hilarious that so many people missed it it, this is another thing I would argue. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you don't have Twitter, sign up for a Twitter account. Stop. You're 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 <laughs> you're not doing yourself any favors. You're missing out on a lot of shit. Uh, that is all to say that we had a buddy, one of our good friends, Thomas, who was like, "Man, big little or uh, sharp objects." That got crazy, huh? We were like, "Yeah, so crazy." And then he was talking about how he he didn't buy that Emma could have pulled the teeth uh-huh. of all these humans, right? And we were like, well, you know, you see her in the post credit scene, like, pulling as hard as she can, and, and it looks friends. like it's three people yeah. doing it together, and he was like, wait, what? <laughs> and it had been, like, two days since yeah, the finale. Yeah. We were like, dude, go back and watch the fucking credits right now. <laughs> but, no, they... And the example he brought up was True Detective, that there's a scene where uh, one of the detectives is pulling teeth from a hog, right, to try to see if it's as no, easy as no, no, it is. He was referring to the scene earlier in Sharp Objects. Oh. When the detective buys that hog head, that Oh, pig that's head, just my confusion. My bad. My and bad. is trying to pull the teeth and it's really difficult. Okay. Okay. But yeah, but that, that the point being for me was like, well, did he have a dentist explain to him that their root structure is yeah, the exact no, same? Yeah, we don't know like, what a pig's tooth structure is like. Maybe there's things are cemented in there. And my argument is, like, I've had teeth pulled by little bitty dentist women they can do they can do it in Emma Emma has psycho strength yes. it's like yeah. it's like uh old man strength old man strength sure it's very similar to that mm-hmm. it, it's just brute strength yeah, like where, cousins. You, where you don't know any better or you're too insane and you have the ability to do things like pull teeth yeah yeah i agree uh speaking of jean-marc valet and big little lies big little lies 2 with meryl streep is coming back to hbo which i was very very pumped for it was maybe the mo- thing i was most excited about for hbo And then, at the end of Sharp Objects, we got a little teaser trailer for True Detective Season 3, and now I think that has taken the top spot. Okay, for me, they're hand-in-hand, and that's because I'm still so destroyed by Season 2 of True Detective that I'm I'm scared. This is it for them. You realize that. This is their last shot. At, at saving that franchise. I want to look back on season two for a minute here. Was it that... Are we sure it was that bad? I don't think it was as bad as it came off because we had just watched one of the best seasons in the history of television with season one. True Detective season one was I, unbelievably well executed. Yes, that's, that's kind of where I'm at too. True Detective season one is one of my favorite seasons of television ever for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I, incredible performances, really cool story. Just dark as hell. And that's another one that just, oh my God. Like, I just felt like I was living in a voodoo haunted piece of yeah, Louisiana. They couldn't have done a better job bringing you into that story. Yeah. But it. So they need I, season it was three the, to work. It was dude. the letdown of season two, more so than it being objectively horrible. It wasn't horrible, but by HBO's standards and by the standards that True Detective had set with season one, it was not good enough. I also think, I think they took a big swing with Vince Vaughn. They did, and that not panning out like they intended. That's what made was it probably it made it feel worse. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm, I agree with you. And they Cause, gave because the Colin Farrell and uh, Rachel McAdams performances were awesome. Yeah, but it's and I wouldn't even argue it was Nick or uh, Vince Vaughn's fault. Nick Palazzo wrote him words to read that were truly awful, and he's admitted that, like admitted as such. He's gone back and been like, "We, I didn't, I didn't nail this." He said things that made you go, "This is stupid." Things that took you out of the show completely. So you'd be watching Rachel Mcadams crush it, and then you'd go watch a Vince Vaughn scene and be like, "What the fuck is this? (laughs) Yeah, what is he talking about? What the fuck are these words coming out of his mouth? What does Loosh mean? Yeah, he character even asks that. Nobody should do that much cocaine, and Nick (laughs) Nick did too much cocaine and wrote some things he shouldn't have written. But I'm so psyched for both of those new seasons. HBO just if you if you had asked me who I wanted in True Detective season three, I don't think Mahershala Ali would have like been on my list, but. I think he's perfect. 
it's he's not too famous or too distinct, and he doesn't have any roles that like with Vince Vaughn. Everybody thinks of Vince Vaughn as the, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. He plays the same character in every movie, and it's been talked about his whole career that he has serious acting chops, but he's never really been given the uh, opportunity to like spread his wings and fly or whatever. Sure, sure. But with uh, what's his name, the new guy, Mahershala Ali. I that's think I'm that's saying so that correctly. much better than I could do. I'll just say Ali. <laughs> with him. Like, I know that he's very, very good. I've seen him in a couple of things that I really, really loved, but there's nothing that ties him to a certain type of character right. or performance in my mind. Oh, so yeah. he's, it's he's like a blank canvas. The perfect level of famous yeah. to be that guy and to lean on him. And I don't, from the trailer, I didn't notice any particularly famous other people. No. In fact, the only guy that I, I mean, he's literally in the trailer for, I mean, I think half a second is Steven Dorff. That's, that's really the, random. That's like the other big it's, name, I, or relatively big name. And I think I think I think I looked at a at a at a cast sheet for um for this new season, uh-huh. and it's like a bunch of people that you'll recognize, okay, but none, no stars. Yeah, they didn't try to pull a trio or a duo again, like they did with the first two seasons. And I would bet good money that they knock this thing out of the park because. HBO has a ridiculous track record, and I think they recognized how good this show could be with season one, how it didn't go well without enough attention in season two, and they probably got Nick the things he needed to make it as good as it can be, if I had to guess. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot to look forward to on HBO, killing it as usual. There's like a 10-year run where we've had something to look forward to on HBO Absolutely. every season. And those like, little things that they put together... The little, you know, they did the... The hype reels? The hype reels. There's nobody even anywhere as close to as good as, as those Why as they are. Why on earth hasn't anyone else tried to emulate that? I don't know. Those, awesome. The hype reels make you remember. They show them before and after every single show. They remind you of everything they've got coming up, everything they've crushed in the past. Yeah. Like, they have no shame. They'll throw, like, a Tony Soprano <laughs> yeah. clip into the hype reel, and you're like, fuck yeah. So... I don't get why like Netflix hasn't attempted to do something similar. Every time I get on Netflix, it should be showing me a hype reel of every good show I've ever watched on their fucking network. But yeah, yeah they do so good with that. Not a terrible idea. Okay, I want to talk about one more thing that I'm really really pumped about, and I, I don't know if this is I don't know if it's going to sound like I'm joking or not. Uh, I oh, sent, good. I sent you, <laughs> I sent you a trailer. You did for a movie. You did. The movie that I'm talking about is called A Star Is Born. It is directed and starring Bradley Cooper. Is directed by and starring Bradley Cooper. Yes. And the female lead opposite him is Lady Gaga. Had you seen this trailer before? Yes, but only because I'm one of those people that watches all the trailers, all the trailers. on the trailers app on my Apple TV. Okay. I, I I have probably watched this preview 12 times. Yeah. And I I can't remember the last time I was so excited for a movie. And I'm I'm not totally sure why. I, there's there's a couple things working here. One, Bradley Cooper is probably number one on my list of man crushes. This he, is this is hitting it out of the park for you though, dude. Yeah, this is all of the Barrett things it's, in one movie. Yes, I'm also I always also love musicals and movies with with good original music in them. You love Lady Gaga. I like Lady Gaga a ton. You love her. Yeah. Just say love. Yeah, I love and Lady Gaga. Yes. No, this was... <laughs> the first time I saw the trailer, I can't believe I didn't text you because I was thinking like, oh, fucking Barrett's going to love this. And But to your credit... It looks very good. Yeah. It just isn't a movie that typically I think would arouse the kind of excitement that you have. I, I will, right. But that's why I know that this is a little weird. It is. I think it is most weird. people would be like, oh, that could be interesting. And I'm just like. You can't wait. When does the pre-sale open? But I'll, I'll say this. You sent it to me yesterday, so I watched the trailer again. And I've seen it before. Keep that in mind. I've already seen the trailer. And it still gave me full body chills. Yes. And if a trailer can accomplish that, the movie has a shot at being fantastic. What it's, it's giving me. Did you ever see Crazy Heart with Jeff Bridges? Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies like ever made. Right, and so it's the this same is giving, vibes. This is giving me Crazy Heart vibes. Yes, with the addition of Lady Gaga being one of the most outrageously talented performers yes. of all time. Yeah. So there's this. Go watch this trailer. There's a moment you'll know which one it is. Yeah, you will. Where Bradley Cooper has to convince Lady Gaga to yes. come on stage as this character that she is, whereupon she opens up the pipes like. I, I, I was looking back through her discography, trying to find a song where she does this, and I really couldn't find one where she lets lets it go like this. Okay, it's so good that 
I was doing the exact same thing. I was like, okay, there has to be a moment from one of her hit yes. songs that's similar to this because she has to be. But there, it's something though because you can. It's if you heard that her opening up the pipes like you just yeah. you just described it without seeing anything without the visual of it at all you'd be like oh dude that's Lady Gaga within two seconds right, nobody right. else can do what she does in that scene and I don't I'm, I'm with you I, somebody please find what song it is that that song makes you think of because it's gotta be one of her hits and she's just so fucking good dude like Crazy Heart was an unbelievable movie. This is essentially if you like added another dynamic of, of Lady Gaga with her ridiculous voice and Bradley Cooper you know, kind of replaces uh, what's his name, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. And, and, and it's it's actually the the one thing that's like a potential that could make this movie not as good is the fact that we are it's we kind of have to suspend belief to believe that somebody with that voice wouldn't have already been discovered or, or... like wouldn't have the confidence to sing in front of a crowd. Now, obviously, it looks like it's a massive festival with fifty thousand people, and she's not a she's never done this before. So it's like. That's that's believable. They but. did explain though in the trailer. She says something along the lines of, "Everyone I've ever sung for loves my sound, but doesn't like the way, the I, way look, I look." Which yeah. is basically what kind actually of got, happened yes. to her. True, that's very sort true. of what happened when she yeah. was in the New York City circuit of of working all those little clubs or whatever. So you can see why they cast her. Um, uh, you know that movie's going to be good. It's just a matter of how good yeah. is it really going to be. Yeah. So that's I'm very much looking forward to it. Yesterday there was a early review of it that posted on vulture that was then pulled almost as quickly i don't know why i don't think they were supposed to launch that yet huh. i did not get to read it i don't want to read it somebody got fired but it was apparently an excellent review I, so so that just kind of like it it, it 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 that didn't help my my anticipation somebody was like oh it was a great review but you can't read the review anymore. i'm sure that you and i uh differ on this particular opinion because I think we've talked about it before and we don't have to talk very long about it but just to touch on it I will not read a review about a movie I've not seen I will not fucking touch it I will not listen to any critics I that's not how I like to operate and yep. it's it's different with you like you will go read these people's shit and it might be for me I will let some moron hacking away at his keyboard ruin a movie for right, me. Right. I think you've figured out how to not do that but so, I have sometimes there there's definitely I, I don't want to be I, I like to I personally also prefer to read the stuff the thing pieces the reviews after I see the movie yeah there is stuff that I'll read beforehand because there is there are things where that like that are basically unruinable for me like the next Fast and the Furious movie right right, right it's right. it you it doesn't matter what reviews say like that no. I'm, I'm gonna be there opening night and it's gonna be awesome yeah so that's 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 kind of <laughs> I feel less like that about A Star is Born because this is a movie that I really want to be phenomenal yeah, and so I so I don't want to read. I don't really want to read good or bad reviews. I just want to go see it for myself. Here. I know Barrett has has touched on this a little bit, but like there was a point after college. I think we were probably twenty three years old, or maybe you and me were both still in college, but we weren't supposed to be. And you had a DVD rack in your apartment, <laughs> and it, it probably held thirty DVDs. And I remember we were going through it one day, totally sober, like no drugs or alcohol involved at all. And I was like crying, laughing at your DVD selection. <laughs> it was it was an awful. It was like awful Fast and the Furious one, three, and five, like <laughs> six other absurd action movies. Then you'd have like a couple classics sprinkled in, but mostly like the most ridiculous collection of DVDs in the history of DVDs. And I know you've sold them all since yeah, then, so we can't yeah. even research this. But it was fucking great. I mean, I would buy DVDs at Best Buy because they were on sale for seven dollars <laughs> of movies that I would had never seen and would never see. The one that comes to mind is. I think it's Penelope Cruz and Salma Hayek together in a movie called like Banditas or yeah, something. Okay. And I bought it and I never watched it. <laughs> yeah. But they're looking hot on the cover and it was like $7 and it, they got it. that best, the best buy. They got me. Best buy will get you. <laughs> best buy will get you. The, the collection was, it was absurd. Yeah. I, I do stand behind uh, Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. It's a top 10 movie of all time. Don't at me. All right. We're going to take a quick word from, from our sponsor today. And then we're going to be back with some clothing talk with Phil, Italia as well. Hey, what's touching base? Well, it's a podcast, Dave. Podcast, okay. It's a podcast we do. We're not real sure what it's about, but we have fun doing it. We talk about anything. Nothing is off limits. The three of us, three kings getting that gold, just talking about our lives, pulling back the curtain, being transparent, having a good time with some fun and easy banter. If you're a fan of that kind of thing, I think you should mash that subscribe button. And frankly, if you're not, then maybe that's on you. And fuck you. <laughs> Club Cool today is brought to you by Taft Clothing. Taft Clothing does 
amazing boots and shoes. You need to go check them out right now because the weather, although it's hard to believe, it is it is it is going to cool off very soon. I've seen people in other parts of the country already wearing hoodies and jeans and light jackets and you're going to need some dope boots or shoes to go with those fall fits. Phil Ross, are you guys looking forward to uh to to pulling off some some fall fits? Yes, I'm looking forward to concealing my chicken legs with pants again. <laughs> That's a big part of what I'm looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to wearing the shoes that I got from Taft Clothing are called the Irwin Boot in Cognac. And it's been a long time since I had a nice boot like this to wear with nice jeans. And This uh, is going to change your life. You're, I'm, I'm going to change your whole, your whole style. I'm going to look fly. Yeah. The one I went with is the Jude Boot in Tonal. It's just a you know, timeless, gorgeous, light suede Chelsea that I will wear with pretty much everything. Black jeans, dark jeans, light jeans, sweaters, jackets, the whole thing. Go to taftclothing.com slash cool. You can use promo code cool and get $20 off your order. I mean, you can't really miss with the stuff the Taft is offering. The ones Ross got are awesome. I love the Chelsea's. If you're in a cold, a very cold climate, there's one called the Viking boot that I'm kind of obsessed with. It it looks like maybe you're wearing some dragon hide. Yes, yeah. it, it, it's cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Check them out. Taftclothing.com slash cool. All right, and we are back for the roundtable, for the mini roundtable portion of our podcast today. Ross is still here with us, and uh, we've got Phil Battaglia as well. What's up, Phil? Hey, glad to be here. Thank you for having me. We are going to cover a few topics. I'm not going to. I'm not going to read out any question, any specific questions today. Uh, these are just some topics that that I've been getting some questions about. So I, I figured we'd uh, we'd just kind of address them a little bit more broadly. Uh, the first thing that we're going to talk about is suiting. I've had conversations with both Ross and Phil recently about suit shopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's really it's perfect time to talk about this. I bought a new suit this summer as well so i think we all probably had a unique experience uh hunting down what we wanted um i'll 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 go ahead and start what i was looking for this summer was a new suit to wear for like warm summer weddings yes i've got i've got my navy and my gray covered uh the the kind of the more fun suits that i'd had didn't fit me anymore. One, I ruined also at a wedding. It will happen. It will. If you party hard if enough. What happened? Uh, it was a light colored suit. And, uh, you know. Did you drink red wine? Red wine happens. Yes. It does. Wow. It does. <laughs> red wine's a real problem. Yeah. And uh, I think, and then, and then what I, the other, here's the real mistake. If you are wearing a light colored suit and you do spill red wine on it, you need to get it to the cleaners like the very next day. Mm-hmm. It sat in my closet for probably two months before I took it to the cleaners, and that was that. Yeah, that's on you. Yeah, yeah. So wow. don't so don't do that. Uh, anyways, what I ended up with a suit from J Crew, which is a brand that I recommend for like your more business and, and professional looking wool suits as well. Mine was like a cotton linen blend. It had no lining, no shoulder pads, like very casual, no sh- like breezy, structureless. Um, I, you know, I think I ended up that J crew, as I've mentioned before, is always running 30% off, 40% off, whatever. So I paid under 200 bucks for the entire suit. I think incredible, maybe right around 200. Uh, it it was perfect I, that it, I got exactly what I wanted. Um, Phil, what, what, what were you looking for a month or so ago? Yeah. So that was for this past weekend. I was in a wedding, um, in Galveston. And so I was looking for a suit for, the rehearsal dinner which i usually am not a suit guy for the rehearsal but um i was in this wedding this sounds like a classy very classy wedding. affair it was a black yeah. tie wedding okay yeah so i figured buy the suit mm-hmm. um and so i went with something cheap from topman okay and the reason i usually look there um is because they have really skinny stuff and nothing fits me out of the box must be nice (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah so i went with the ultra skinny fit um it was a navy suit two-piece with a double vent in the back and a shawl collar yeah topman is definitely on that on that british beatles bullshit yes you know what i mean like they are that old like that 60s mod style super if you're a slim boy Topman is a great if you can pull that off. Yeah, yeah it's, and, it's, and it's a, also, it's a good I mean, spot. you'd be really stretching to spend more than four hundred bucks. Okay, I mean, really. Now, so one of the things about Topman that sometimes gets me is they do the 
they do the stitches around the buttons on the Ye- sleeves. Yeah. The, the kind of the faux. That's called, okay, just a little suit background. What that is originally from is when all suits were bespoke, made to measure, handmade, just, right. just for people. That's called a surgeon's cuff if it's actually functional. Okay. And that is so you could undo the buttons on the sleeves and mm-hmm. kind of push up the sleeves and then your do suit surgery to do uh, yeah. surgery or, or what have you. Sweet. Um, yeah. So, but that's, but that's expensive. That requires far more uh, labor to make that a functional cuff. Okay. So now modern day, you'll see, you, you do still see some, some uh, functional surgeons cuffs on, on high end stuff or, or from really kind of brands that are, are, are putting that work in the other, the other two things that you'll see are just buttons, just they're just there for decoration. They're just buttons on the cuff. They don't actually do anything. Okay. That is actually what I prefer as a shorter guy because I almost always need to take the sleeves up. And that makes it really, really easy to shorten a, shorten the sleeves on a blazer or a suit from the bottom, now, from the that? cuff. Because all you have to do is unsew those buttons, cut the cloth, okay, and then basically like redo the hem on the cuff... And then sew the buttons back. But you have easy access on. to the threading because of the the buttons, right? Okay. And and in any tailor or alterations place, like you know, just has a hundred different colors of thread, so right. it, it's no problem to match. Okay. Then the in between, which is what Topman does, and I think Banana Republic has been doing this as well, is a faux like surgeon's cuff. So that's where the buttons are just sewn on; they don't actually do anything. But right under the buttons, you see the little stitching. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they mm-hmm. might unbutton. And this is an issue because they don't, if you're a shorter guy and you need the sleeves brought no, up. because cheating. Because they don't, they, that, that, allow, that doesn't allow them to bring up the, the sleeve from the cuff, from uh. the base. And you have to bring it up from the shoulder. You have to shorten it from the top. And that is extremely difficult and way <laughs> more expensive. Yeah, that costs a lot of money. Yeah, and you need a, a, a pretty expert tailor to even do that. So... How did you? That's story time's over. How did you? How did you tackle that? <laughs> I had to get those. I had to do that exact same thing, but it really wasn't that bad. Ace Taylor hooked it up. How, so how much? It was, did it? it was like um, I had to have the the length taken up in the sleeves, uh-huh. and then some. And, did and that do, was actually did they it. do that from the shoulder? I, I don't know. Or I didn't did they ask. Kinda, did it they was kinda... only thirty five bucks. Okay, so I would assume not. Huh. Well, maybe they were able to kind of finagle it somehow. Then I don't know. It'll probably yeah, if it was only thirty-five bucks, there's yeah. no way they did it from the shoulder. Sometimes yeah. they do leave enough like fabric mm-hmm. on the end to where they can kind of yeah. kind of work it. But so yeah, that, so that, I bought it for that and maybe one to two other wares, and that'll probably be it. Can I make a suggestion? <laughs> yeah. Uh, for a long time, like I had one or two suits. I had like a, one tux, one suit for weddings or whatever, because I don't go to things that required me to wear a suit very often. And uh, so I would just wear this one suit and I would go to weddings and I would just like other people look better than me and I'd just be like, this sucks, but I don't know what to do. Fuck it. (laughs) If your suit sucks and it's all boxy and looks old as hell, just go to the suit, go to suit supply, go to one of these places that Barrett and Phil just mentioned, go somewhere with somebody who knows what they're doing that can help you get a good looking suit. Because the first time you go to a wedding or an event or whatever, wearing the new suit that's not all boxy and that is a little more fitted and tailored and that actually looks good you're going to want to slap yourself. <laughs> There's so many pictures of me where I'm like, God, I wish I had my new suit yeah, instead you, of that old piece of shit. You <laughs> sound like you're talking from personal experience. Oh, for many, many years of it. And like, I mean, it's a couple dozen weddings where I was wearing something I didn't really like and that I didn't look very good in. And uh, So it, it, this might have been, it might have been a year, maybe it was a year, eight months, six months, 10 months, somewhere in there that you got your new suit. Yeah, that I went to Suit Supply finally. Okay. And uh, they just, I mean, it's just super easy for if you're a guy who isn't, a huge suit wearer that doesn't know a lot of the terminology that isn't uh, like an expert fashion guy like maybe Barrett and Phil could be considered by some they will walk you through what you need and what like you can tell them hey I don't want my legs to look like old man Mm. pants (laughs) right right and they know what you mean by that you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. rather than needing to be like I need a tapered fit and you're like whatever however many inches and all the all the jargon that I don't know they know what you're talking about and they'll help you out so it's just about making yourself go do it so because that, you need to. That's where you ended up as Suit Supply. Yeah, just because we have one at the domain yeah, here. Just, I, yeah. I'd never even heard of Suit Supply. They were very, very helpful. Um, they should send you money or something. But <laughs> yeah, they they 
got it done. And it was it was not that expensive either. It was a couple hundred bucks, like you said. Like the few hundred bucks was, mm-hmm. uh, and I got my my navy suit game down. Did they? If you buy from Suit Supply in a store, do they do the tailoring right there for free? Like as it's part of the purchase, part of the yeah. part of the purchase. Yeah, yeah. That's that's very nice. Which was super, and cool. it was less than five hundred for the whole thing. Yeah, wow. and the dude I was talking to. Yeah, they, uh, they do have some. They do have some that are like at four or five hundred bucks. Well, you know what? I think I'm going to take that back. I want to say I had to pay for some tailing tailoring, mm-hmm. and it was like 150 bucks. Okay. But I did a lot to it, like because I have you know chicken legs and I'm built funny. I'm like six two and I look like uh, Gumby. But <laughs> but yeah, they'll, they, you just got to go in and get it done. And even if it is six hundred, you know, to a thousand dollars or whatever, like you need to look good on the days you're supposed to look good. I, I recommended a few other places to you. Did you did you shop around? Did you try any of the others? I think I suggested like J Crew, Bonobos, and places like that. Or, did, or was Suits by the first place you looked and it was just a magical experience? It was the first place I went, and I'm not picky enough to know any better. But they yeah. had a, an absurd selection. Well, like, I looked at like 17 different fucking suits yeah, before if, I made if the you decision. Ha- wow. if, look, this is a suit supply is a place that specializes in shocker suits. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they 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 do have the added benefit of like Ross just said about basically you can just spit out you know an idea of what you want, and they're all knowledgeable enough to help get you into exactly what you're looking oh, for. Oh, they'll make you anything. And yeah. they they also there's a very wide range as well. Like if you go check out Suit Supplies website right now, you will see suits as I believe as low as I think three ninety nine is as as low as they go. But they'll also build you a completely custom suit if you want. Like they'll do full on bespoke at Suit Supply wow. as well. Yeah, well and one of the examples that I had an issue with is like I didn't know what fabric to get being where we are in Austin mm-hmm. where it's hot as shit. I was like, look, man, I want to look good, but I also don't want to die. Uh, like, help me out here. Yeah. Pick me pick me out a suit that's going to make me comfortable. And they so, did that too. When I, like, right out of college and um, was in oil and gas and making great money, yeah. I decided to spend a lot of it on clothes. Mm-hmm. And I was single too. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Um, Is that the end of the story? That's it. <laughs> oh. Next topic. <laughs> nice. Okay. I bought this Armani suit, but it had linen in it. Oh, man. Terrible decision. It's hot. It is. It's it's still wrinkled today. But it's from kind of, the first wrinkle I put in. It's kind of supposed to be wrinkled. I know, but it bugs the shit out of me. Okay. I mean, it's not it's 100% like a, unless linen. Unless it's like it's, a big crease. It's in, the, well, in the back of it, there's, there's always this fucking line that goes across the back, and I've uh, done is yeah. everything I can to it. It fits great. It looks nice, but people look at me like, uh, you need to get that ironed. Or Dude, good. That's, I think it's mental because everything I've ever owned be. is linen. And I'm be. like, why does this look so <laughs> terrible? And like, I just picked it up off the floor in yeah. my closet. You pick up a drink or anything and your sleeve is just done. I had a, a linen jacket that I purchased from Nordstrom Rack in college. I can't remember what the occasion was or why. I, But anyway, I, I ended up only wearing it once for the exact same reason. It just It looked... Uh, like I hadn't taken care of it, like it was wrinkled. Yeah, yeah, it's a mental thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you actually mentioned Nordstrom Rack. That's actually another pretty good resource. the the de- The department stores, the nicer department stores. If you check out their outlets, and Suit Supply only has a few locations. I think they're popping up more and more. Yeah, they're pretty new, right? Like, but well, relatively the, the brick new. and mortars are relatively new. Uh, okay. Uh, but if you find yourself in Houston or Austin, Chicago, New York. New York Dallas. Dallas. I mean, yeah. Go if you you know if you're on a trip, vacation, whatever, and they have one, go check it out. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but chances are you're definitely close to like a Nordstrom Rack or a Saxoff Fifth or a Neiman's Last Call. Yeah. And the it's a it's a nice. I, I don't really like to shop at those places for much, but it it can be a good spot for for suits and blazers. Um, because the style doesn't change. The style all doesn't that change as much. As they get they get a lot. Of, I mean, you got to think about it. It's such a there's. It's so specific with the sizing right. too. You know, you walk into a Nordstrom, they're carrying, God knows how many different suits, and they got to have all these weird sizes for everybody. Yeah, and, and so it's like a lot of it doesn't sell in the store and makes it to the outlet outlet places, but they're actual suits from the actual department stores. Right. So if you know you check in, you might find something really cool for a great price that's in your size. Yeah, like if you find a suit from two seasons ago right now at Nordstrom Rack, you're not going to know the difference. Right. right. I mean, you know, um, I, I I mentioned J Crew, I which does really really just good quality stuff for a decent price. I have a suit and a tuxedo from Bonobos that mm. I really like. 
that kind of rounds out the majority of my suggestions for for this under a thousand dollar range right yeah you get it and, and and a lot of you guys uh the the range that i kind of hear is like three to four hundred mm-hmm. ross alluded to it a bit a minute ago if you can just kind of push up into six seven hundred yeah it's, it's it's a big difference it's pretty worth it i would say and especially because this is you're making an investment for something this that you're is gonna, totally an investment that you're yeah. going to be wearing several times at important events in your life so it's you want to look good yeah, yeah. but there, but there there like i said there is also stuff to be had in that three to four hundred sure. range and if you spend a little extra on tailoring you're right there as well um, by the way those bonobos the suit and the tux you have those are clean like yeah they, they that they is work, where yeah. i would have gone next had suit supply failed me the, what I what, because I've seen yours. what's been really nice for Bonobos about for me is their their jackets. I've had to have my J Crew jackets worked on a, a bit for whatever reason. The Bonobo stuff like fits me the jacket anyway fits me right off the rack. like a glove. like a glove yes <laughs> um yeah and then my last note on suits is start with navy or gray in like a in like an all season wool fabric. Mm-hmm. And then go from there. Then then play around with something summery or something cotton or, or a light color. Uh, I have to mention this because I literally just came from the dry cleaners before this. Oh, cool. And uh, that's it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fill with the anecdotes today. <laughs> the, uh, so I, I was wearing at this past wedding. It was, like I said, black tie. I was in the wedding, so we had to have tuxes. And while we're at it, you know, plugging brands that don't do business with us, right. um, the black tux <laughs> was a very, very lovely experience. I loved it, to be honest. I have heard that before. It's nice. I didn't rent the tux, but I rented everything else Okay, because I refused to rent anything because I look like a fucking idiot. I'm five foot six. I have chicken legs that are guaranteed they're smaller than Ross's. <laughs> and anything rented on me looks just comical. Phil, it's all relative. I've got like a foot and a half on you. Yeah, well. Shout, we, shouts we, to Black Tux. Get at us, man. Club cool. Open up for business, baby. Yeah. Seriously, bitch. <laughs> uh, and so during the wedding, uh, I'm in the bathroom and washing my hands. There's a, <laughs> And so there's a dude in the stall behind me. It's just he and I in there. Dead silent. I'm washing my hands. And I hit the soap a little too hard. It gets all over my fucking pants. No. All over my crotch. And I was like, God damn it. Just he and I. And the guy could hear him like start cracking up in there. <laughs> Long story short, I bring it to the guy today at the dry cleaners. I'm like, yeah, I got this soap stain on my crotch here. He's like, <laughs> he looked at me. He's like, okay. But it looks exactly like a cum stain. <laughs> oh, yeah. He thought you were jacking it. Yeah. Or you went to a strip club. Wedding. Or, yeah, you're just a disgusting right. human being. Right. Yeah. Don't like do that. Don't Bill, do that. That's so, the Bill Clinton. Fingers crossed that it comes out of that, too. Yeah. All right. We're going to jump ahead here. Um, this is kind of random. I, I, got a, I got a question about headphones. Oh. And I thought it was an interesting piece because it's like, you know, it's not... We've talked about suits and shoes and jackets and all that all that stuff. But, no electronics. Yeah, but no like electronics accessories, but it's still something that you have on your person and... and you wearable know. tech. Yeah, wearable <laughs> tech. Uh, so... My question for y'all is do you what 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 do you what's your headphone game like these days? Do you have different ones for office, different ones for gym? What do you like? What do you what do you not like? Me first. <laughs> uh, so I got AirPods and I'll never go back to anything else ever. I don't care. I don't no, I don't care how good Bose sound. I I don't care. I'm done. It's over. There's no cords. I don't have to charge the things. They're they're incredible. You don't and, have you do have to charge them. Yes, but they okay. the The carrying case is a charger. So if your case is charged, which it should be, like all you have to do is plug it in at night, you're good forever. Like you're never gonna have to worry about your headphones dying and you being in a spot where you can't immediately charge them. So, like this is the first pair of inner ear wireless headphones that I've owned, and it is definitely the move. I don't know the other brands. I can't speak to any of the other brands and their wireless headphones that are in her ear or whatever, but th- damn, these things are good, dude. And it's just, they're not a, like obtrus- intrus- obtrusive, intrusive. They don't <laughs> fuck with me. They don't mm-hmm, get in my mm-hmm. way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I can do anything, literally anything. I could go run. I could play basketball. I could just sit at my desk. Like they're, they're nice for that. You look like kind of a douche the first couple days, but then you get used to it and you have to own it. H- have you Have you worked out in them? You've run in them? 
Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's they stay in. They don't even move a freaking centimeter. That was my main concern going okay. in. I was like, am I going to be able to run in these for real or are they going to pop out of my ears? That's what I said, but um, I had a guy – I I'm brought that up to somebody here that just got them as well, and I was like, do they stay in your ear? And he said, when's the last time you were running with your current headphones and they fell out because they just fell out of your ear? It's always the cord that pulls them out. Yes, mm. that's a good point. Yeah, and and I'm the wrong guy to ask for this because I still rock an iPhone six with <laughs> the headphones that came with them. Why do you have an iPhone six? I don't know, dude. It works. Do you just don't care? I don't. It works. Time so, to upgrade, boy. Dude, um, yeah. I, I look. I admit when I was wrong about things, and I was wrong about AirPods. I don't own them yet, but man, when they came out, I talked mad shit about them. <laughs> well, we all did. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, I, I, I poo-pooed them, as uh, as our missing member of Club okay. Cool would say. But come on. But everyone who bought them when they first came out, we we were going to roast you. That was going to happen. You, you, you yeah. buy a brand new Apple product. That's true. That's you get roasted. inner ear headphones that yeah. are called AirPods. You, you knew you were going to get roasted. <laughs> Everybody knew it. And I just had to wait till we got out of that roast period. Yeah, but I... I see a lot of people at the gym now are doing the Bluetooth Bluetooth headphones, whether they're AirPods or, or a different type. And, well, one, I'm very jealous of them. I now, like, I need a pair of Bluetooth headphones for the gym because my cord is just making me look like I'm from 1999, basically. It, 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 it's crazy. In a six-month period, we went from being like, yeah, nobody cares yeah. about your cord headphones to you look like you're from the past. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. I feel well, like that at the so, gym. So I've got my, you know, I've got my... I've got a seven plus, which is a large phone. And so, and I've got nice Bose headphones that like fit me perfectly. They feel really good. I, I love working out in them. That are over the ear. They're super comfortable. No, no, no. They go in. Oh, but they like just, you got the LeBron ones. They don't even go. No, that's why they don't go around they, the ear. Either. Oh, I, I got some like of those. Right in here. I got they some go, of those. Yeah. They go, they go in like the little, yeah. like in your ear and then like a little soft rubber part kind of goes right into the little curve huh, on the inside okay. of the ear. And they just, they, for whatever reason, like these fit my ears perfectly hmm. so uh, it, it's it's going to be a shame to get rid of those but i'm i'm i have to, i wear this like uh this belt thing this like neoprene elasticized belt that's that is the only thing that basically can hold an iphone 7 plus like on your person because huh. you can't have this thing jangling around in your gym shorts pocket no that's hell yeah so it's like it, that that's that that's okay and it works but I'm seeing everybody at the gym and their phones just like sitting on the ground next to them on, with their towel and I'm like man that looks that looks nice. The ultimate setup is to get the AirPods and get an Apple Watch and put your music on it and then you can leave your phone in your locker and uh that's that'd be nice. Man that'd be yeah. It's nice. <laughs> it is real nice. I did it for a little while and then I and then I sold my Apple Watch um and then I didn't get paid for it. I somebody stole my <laughs> Apple Watch. I sent it. I sent it on Amazon to some fuck. I got scammed. But anyway, no. the point Dang. is, yeah, dude, I was really busted up about it because I was going to use the money to buy the newer version, and that never happened. So now I'm just wearing normal watches wow. again. No more wearable tech for me. But I'm, I'm a big fan of the. If you're not overly worried about sound quality, and you're not gaming in your headphones, and you're not going to be sitting at your desk listening to freaking. Uh, you know, records or something, and need all the distinct popping, and mm. then you're good on AirPods, man. You're, you're, they, the quality is definitely good enough for what you're buying and for what you're paying. They're not that expensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've got a pair of IIIs that that are at my desk that are over the ear headphones, uh -huh. and that mean no complaints. I, I'm not I, over the ear headphones. No matter how comfortable, no matter how soft and plush and, and well-recommended they come, they always end up, like, bothering my ears after 30 minutes. What I, do you mean, I, bothering your ears, though? I, I just, I get tired of them on my ears. It's it's uncomfortable. Yeah, okay, I, I, I can see that, but it's... I, I prefer, I think Apple has largely done a really nice job of on the shape of their, their headphones, because, like, have. I can wear those on a plane, you know, yeah. with, with not much trouble. And that but, that's a terrible look, the over-the-ear headphone guy at the gym. Bouncing the guy that's wearing uh, what are they called? What are the uh, Beats Beats headphones? Yeah, that's yeah. that seems really popular with the girls at my gym. Really? I see a lot of girls with over the ear Bluetooth headphones. No I don't, shit, I, I don't know why that is, dude. That's an outrageous move. It's there. Talk about fall off your fucking head. They're yeah, doing what, it. They're how doing you, it. How are you doing, are you doing anything? It? Well, I guess women know how to do these things though. They know how to. They have like sticky bras and all these crazy tricks, <laughs> and they probably got tape under there keeping it to their head or something. We don't know about these things. It's true. All right, let's do uh, let's do another uh, in or out buy or sell. I don't know if you guys saw, but I, I posted about cargo pants the mm -hmm. other day on the Club Cool Pod Instagram account. Uh, coming back, 
And uh, man, the haters they came out and man, droves. they did. Didn't yeah, they? I almost deleted the whole account. <laughs> I, was, I was so upset. But my my skin's getting thicker, and now I'm just now I'm just brushing the haters off. Good for you. Um, I'm in. You know, but I, I might clap back at you. Just just warning you. Just letting you know. But tell us what's going on here. Please. I, let, okay, let me tell you what's going on because uh, to be. I'll admit, my Instagram post, the caption was a was a bit inflammatory. I was kind of flaming people. Um, just saying, like, cargos are back, basically. Right. And that, that's the only explanation that I gave. Here's what here's the real story. Cargo pants as a trend, as a wave that is popping up across contemporary and designer brands, are on the up and up. They are popping up everywhere. They they are a thing, basically. Now, I'm not telling everybody to go out and buy cargo pants today, nor am I saying that your old cargo pants or your dad's art ones from REI are good again. Are good again. Yeah. <laughs> this is a this is a totally new thing. It's taking the it's taking the old concept and remixing it into something that's that's much cooler. Okay, cuz this is very concerning for me and it's not because I'm anti-cargo pants or shorts, although I am. It's not necessarily a personal beef I have with those particular types of clothing clothing anymore it's just i've noticed the the movement away from the tapered jogger yes you know the tight the, which is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me by the way like <laughs> fashion wise you're like, heavily invested in that i'm deep in the game i've yeah. got way too many of those for that to go away and uh <laughs> now i'm noticing guys like travis scott or whatever wearing boxier pants with pockets yeah. on the sides yeah. and shit with shoes that i already love and have but i want to wear with my joggers and i'm like dude can we not do this <laughs> <laughs> can we at least wait like one more year yeah so right so just to to kind of address that at the same time we're not the skinny stuff is not dead by any means i think what's really happened is like everything got so slimmed down and so tapered and that was the only thing available and we're going away from that men's style as a whole has just like become like this complete nebulous thing that is all-encompassing and is very casual and like nobody is wearing suits for like fun anymore and we've gotten way away from menswear and now it's all athleisure and you know baggier shirts and it's just like it just people wanted more options, I think, than just the slim, tight stuff. And so now we're we're opening we're opening back up. It's just such and letting the, the 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 straighter leg and the more relaxed stuff be an option as well. But some of the stuff I've seen is like opposite end of the spectrum. Okay, so that stuff is like that that is Travis Scott and ASAP Rocky only. Okay, good. nobody on the street is doing that. So this isn't something I need to be as worried about as I am. No, no. Okay. And the other the other thing that has happened, and this is kind of this is where the cargos play in, is that um, we did athleisure, and now what we're bringing in to like stack on top of athleisure is it's like outdoor tech, basically. Yeah, yeah. Gore tech. So, yeah, so you'll see like like what a lot of this is coming from is uh, you know it's like tactical. That's what I was trying to think of the word stuff. tactical. It's it's. <laughs> Yeah, now it's like out outdoor. It's like fitness tactical. Yeah, so and, and it's almost like borderline fireman. Yeah, it's a little weird. Like, right, reflective. So, yeah, so so there's <laughs> there's Matthew Williams at Alix who's uh, been designing some stuff for uh, Nike Lab as well, and like you, that's where you're seeing like all sorts of like straps and like pull cords and and tighteners and and we're all going hiking. Yeah. Uh, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Po- uh, Polo Ralph Lauren just released. It's this thing from like the 80s or early 90s. It was called Polo High Tech. Okay. And they just did a whole collaboration that they, or the whole capsule that they just dropped. And it's like, um, it's all very bright colored and, and you look like you're you're about to uh, hike up a, you know, a rock in like some 90s gear. Right. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, I just, I've noticed this more and more and more and more over the past like three, four weeks even that I've been paying attention and I just got real freaked out because yeah. I was like, this is the most comfortable and in sync with myself fashion wise that I've ever been. <laughs> and if it all gets taken away from me overnight <laughs> by Travis Scott and ASAP Rocky and their boxy ass pants, I'm just not going to know. I might just give up again and go back to wearing like don't, little, little league t-shirts. Don't worry about what they're wearing. Yeah. I mean, so here's like an example of where this would, would come into play for you, for example, Ross, like you really love the, the slim tapered like jogger style yeah well you might you know this fall you might see a pair that has an additional pocket on the side but instead of being a cargo pocket sewn on it's like a zipper down the side 
with like a more interior pocket sliding in. I've already got some of these. Yeah, so like that, like that's basically a cargo already. It's just like a new wave. Cargo. Dude, I'm so ahead of the curve. And so I am like it's ASAP Rocky, <laughs> Travis Scott, and Ross Boland. Everybody knows that. <laughs> so there, there is some stuff that's coming back that is is a little bit more that, that does resemble the kind of the early 2000s, late 90s stuff, but it's 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 a different fit. It's a it's a different cut. It's it's uh, you know it's a little more low waisted it's not as it's not as baggy it's all the way aesthetically through. pleasing it's, it's than the 90s way more aesthetically yeah. pleasing yeah uh, my um, opinion is if you're going to do the cargo um i think somebody may have even commented on that post like just the one pocket on the one leg that's nice yep and the golden rule should be don't go with the the cargo that's like it looks like it's already got a bunch of shit in your pockets yes like the baggy yes. that's uh, it like, that's the Abercrombie. That's a good that, way to yeah, put the Abercrombie. That's a really good way Get to put it. Get something that it just it looks like the pocket is already just sewn onto the yeah. Right. Totally yeah. flat. That if you needed to use it, you could, but it's not already filled with quarters. Yeah, which is you what might the be Abercrombie able to fit a phone like. in there. That's about the it. Abercrombie ones look like like back in the day when we were in high school, and middle school, <laughs> looked like they were filled with pennies and nickels and shit. Like you know what I used to put in mine. <laughs> Uh, Seth and I used to go around the neighborhood and steal chromers off of cars and put those in there. <laughs> Dude, I did that for like three years. What the fuck was that? Why I, were we doing that? I don't know. You were in Beaumont. I was in Houston. Yeah. We were just running around. Did you do this? No. Oh, dude, I, I had a box. Little, the little things on the air, yes. on yeah. the air things? I yeah. had a yeah. box yeah. with hundreds of yeah. them. And you'd go, you'd find the ones that were like, custom or yeah. had the Chevy symbol on them and like those were the big bad boys that you could actually what like. What was that? Dude. I, it, what is I, that about? You're just you're a kid and you just need something to do that's <laughs> bad. We put them on our bike. I know that. Yeah. Put them on the bike and then the, oh god. I kept them in a box like a serial killer keeps children's <laughs> teeth. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh man. We really got away from it there. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that has to do with fashion. Well, hey, I mean, you know, that's that it's an accessory. It's a good example of things not to put in your cargo pants on yeah. your new car uh, in your cargo <laughs> pockets on your, new, on your new cargo pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all in all, though, I will say this: I I do like the vibe that I'm seeing. Yeah, it's and cool. It's, it makes it makes sense with the current the current trend of things. Yeah, with the current look that 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 athleisure has has brought. It's like utility. It's, utility is another great word. Utility, right. tactical. That those are kind of like the buzzwords that are that are good descriptors of. The look that, oh, that we're kind of seeing, and the reason I liked this whole movement into athleisure and joggers and everything we've seen over the past few years, because it's kind of like a big fuck you to society and being dressed nice. And I've always been in that vein anyway, so mm -hmm. it fit perfectly. But like, I kind of like this one for the same reason. It's almost like a fuck you to the athleisure movement. It's like the taking it and turning into something that's a little more like daddish and ugly, right? For <laughs> right. lack of a better word, but somehow makes it cool. I that, don't know. It's just that that it's the whole. You can see how that wave led yes, to another. And absolutely, it's, and it's pretty rare that I can recognize something like that. So I've enjoyed it. So the yeah. da the dad shoe movement. I mean, what the right? Yeah, what right. is that? I don't know. And, Came out and, of nowhere. It's we in. just forced it, and yeah. it happened, and, it, and suddenly, like, oh, by the way, I think it was on Club Cool that you called that eventually I would buy a pair of the Utility Black Easy Five Hundreds, uh -huh. and, and I did. I broke. <laughs> I broke last week. Finally, it took like a month and a half, but I broke. <laughs> And I stand by my decision. I've, I've never been happier than wearing these shoes that I'm wearing right now. They look good. I love them. And I fucking hated them when they came out, which makes me like them even more. If you can change my mind about something, I'll be even more pumped on it than I was if I just liked it off the bat, which is weird. They've got a... I, I think I saw on Instagram that a new color is coming out of those. I, I want to say it's called Dust. It's like a very light gray. And that that's... I'll, I'll That might be my, my, uh, my 500... That's that's my look for a yeah, 500. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll get my money this. again. Yeah, just yeah. just take it. Oh, it looks like the uh, the color is actually called salt, and it is a it is a light gray. It, it for me it depends on on just how white they are. I need a gray, not a white. And you pointed out the violet ones, which are I would be kind of shocked too. if they were too white for you yeah. because the, the, everything he's done with these with the 500s is like make them look worn already. Basically, mm, that's a good. point. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, there's no way they're clean white. Right. Like, that's just. Plus, he's already got the triple white 350. He just does too much white. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's just too much. All right, guys. Thank you for chatting with me about current trends and suiting and Ross for, for hitting TV and film. This has been V9 of Club Cool. 
you guys want to plug your your personals? Yeah, you can follow me on all social media at WR Bolin. This is Ross, by the way. Also, uh, <laughs> subscribe <laughs> subscribe to the Ross Bolin podcast if you want to hear me talk about weird, really weird shit. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, at pbatag. That's P, and then B as in boy, <laughs> A T T A G. P bat like a baseball bat. That's right. And then tag like a tag that hangs on your clothes. That's yeah. how you can. That's how you can remember and that. Then, <laughs> and then Leah. Yeah, Phil, you got to finish sharp objects, dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get on that. Yeah. Um, I'm only a couple in. Uh, you can follow this podcast at Club Cool Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Barrett Dudley, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if everything goes smoothly, I am fully anticipating Club Cool going onto its own feed next week after Labor Day for V10. Should have some exciting merch news mm. then as well. Maybe yeah. sooner. We'll see. Follow the Instagram for more information. Follow. Got some good external guests coming your way in a relatively short amount of a short period of time all all good things all things i'm very excited about thank you for uh for listening and and being part of the club cool movement we'll see you next week oh yeah welcome to the club yeah